Do, 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 do. Love and light. Do, 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 do. Love and light. Do, 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 do. Thanks so much for tuning into episode 29 of Jesse's World Podcast. Honey, we are almost at 30. Okay, and I promised you at by the time we hit 30, we're gonna have a big announcement. So, guys, today's that day, and I got a big announcement. Stay tuned. Yes, welcome to Jesse's World, where we're dedicated to helping people connect with, nurture, and grow their inner gifts, achieve self-empowerment, and enjoy a life of love, light, and authentic abundance. I am here for authentic abundance all day long. Okay, folks. If you are upwardly mobile, a go-getter, and committed to improving yourself, then this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Jessica Vibes with a Z, bringing you weekly episodes to help you accelerate your personal and professional development journey. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Jessica Vibes with a Z. Quote, anxiety does not empty tomorrow of its sorrows, but only empties today of its strengths. Charles Spurgeon. Today's topic, anxious about anxiety, 20 natural remedies to help you chillax. Yes, we're talking about anxiety, that natural, well, that neurological and physical response to danger that keeps us safe from lions and tigers and bears, oh my, but that also holds us hostage to fear, uncertainty, inadequacies, health concerns, financial strain, social issues, and more. We are still primitive in our fight and flight response, but no matter where we run, we cannot hide from ourselves or our anxious thoughts. At Jesse's World, we're all about spreading love and light and blessed vibes, but it's really hard to feel blessed when you're dealing with anxiety. I was raised with a grandmother who was agoraphobic, had severe anxiety, and serious panic attacks. In fact, I remember times when she wouldn't go to the mall or get groceries or do leave the house at all, really, if I wasn't with her. She was afraid of the world, and she thought if she turned around, she'd get lost, literally, and she would have severe panic attacks even at the mall, and we'd have to sit down on the bench while she, like, calmed down and let the anxiety pass, and it was very serious and severe, but it was also something we never spoke about till today. I've never spoke about any of my, like any of that with any of my family members. Um, but what did happen is it kind of passed on to me. I've experienced all of those things to some varying degree in my life. Um, sometimes when you see the adults in your life have anxiety, it makes the world a scarier place for you as well. And, um, so that's something to keep in mind as we work through our own anxiety, you know, just how mindful we are about how it might impact the young people around us, because that's, again, something we don't really speak about. 
Managing anxiety is a conscious effort for me, and it's one that I'm personally still learning about. What I have learned is that as I become more open about my struggles with anxiety, I am definitely learning that I am not alone. In fact, a 2021 report stated that 47% of North Americans were struggling with anxiety. Guys, that's almost half of our adult population. That means for every person that you meet or group of people that you meet, half of them have anxiety and they're probably suffering in silence. So whether you do or don't have anxiety, this is a really important episode to listen to because if you don't have it, someone you love does, probably lots of someone's that you love, and it will help you have more empathy for what a person with anxiety might be experiencing and how you might be able to, you know, alleviate some of that just by being aware. And then if you have it, this will be a very transformative episode. Not only are we offering, you know, 20 tips to help you chillax, but we're actually going to do a deep dive and really chat about it. In Canada, people 18 to 39 years old experience anxiety the most. This means we don't have to just look out for ourselves, but our young ones, our teens coming up. What is it that gives them so much anxiety? And just in case you weren't still sure if you were alone or not, just know that an estimated 275 million people worldwide suffer from anxiety on a daily basis. This episode is dedicated to understanding why anxiety is the silent buzz killer that is sabotaging and robbing so many people's joy and what we can do to disarm this mood dampener and get back to enjoying happy days. But first, you already know, it's Tessie time. Bop, bop, bop. Listen, quote, if you do not take interest in the affairs of your government, then you are destined to live under the rule of fools. But don't blame me, because I didn't say it. Plato did. Man, this guy has some foresight. All right. I was speaking with a friend of mine about the impact of public policy and the decision-making of various politicians and that impact it has on people's lives. Often, unfortunately, devastating impacts can result from things like cuts to social programs for children and youth, cuts to healthcare, cuts to mental health services. As we see crime and poverty rates raise, drug use rise, suicide rise, and as we see people suffer increasingly lower qualities of life, coping and just trying to hold on, I paused and I realized that many of the policies designed to oppress marginalized, racialized, and diverse low-income people are rewarded by a job well done and a pension for the rest of their lives. 
Whether political leaders leave a trail of good lives, quality decisions, and great social impact, or they leave a legacy of pain, locked up youth without a chance to ever change or improve their lives, marginalized, poverty-struck communities struggling with more than ever before, horrible housing market, and a lack of employment, they leave with the same pat on their backs and the same big pension. Yeah, they are rewarded forever for a job well done or for turning our great country into a landmine of social inequities and disparities. As I mentioned on that very jarring reality, as I meditated on that very jarring reality, I wondered, where else do we see people hurt the communities they are most trusted to care for and support and be rewarded for a horrible job, not well done, in public office or in public service? It seems that if the public pays the bill, we are destined to pay forever, whether we receive a five-star meal or a big fat plate of poison. Quote, politics is the art of looking for trouble, finding it everywhere, diagnosing it incorrectly, and applying the wrong remedies. Groucho Marx. Then I wondered to myself, what would happen if political and public service pensions were paid in line with KPIs, like all other corporations? If they successfully achieve their performance indicators, then they get their pension. And if they screw it all up, then they leave with a kick in the pants and a howdy doody. And we take that pension money and we use it to try to right the wrongs that they created created whilst um, working, so-called, on our behalf. Quote, If you don't know where you're going, you'll end up somewhere else. Yogi Bear, right? KPIs are meant to set the bar on where we're going, what success looks like, what we desire, and if we actually achieved what we've set out to do. For example, if it were up to me, and I'm just saying, Nas quote, if I ruled the world, imagine that, huh? Okay, so if it were up to me, key performance indicators for political leaders would include less people were sick, less people died, more children or youth graduated high school, more people enrolled in and graduated college and university, more people were employed or started their own business and were employed through that. More people owned houses and property in the country that they are citizens or permanent residents of. More people have great dental care, great eye care. Less people died of drug overdose or health issues. Less people were living on the streets or homeless. Less people suffered from gunshot wounds or died of, of 
violence. Less people were living below the poverty line. Less youth were young in young offender facilities. More youth were gainfully employed. More people started a successful business. Less children were in the foster care system. More parents were supported in caring for their children successfully. More families stayed together. Less crimes were committed. Less people were incarcerated. Less arrests happened. Less speeding tickets were given. You get the point. Nobel Prize winner Dr. Alexis Carl said, quality of life is more important than life itself. Quality of life is more important than life itself. And if that is true, how is present day leadership doing? Are they failing us? Or are we enjoying a much better quality of life? Because on the balance sheet of life, that is the measure that matters most. A society that is actually functioning well should see their quality of life improve, not decrease. And I'm not just speaking about those at the top 1%. All people should see an improvement in their quality of life if society is being led right and functioning well. A society with good, strong leadership should reward successes, not focus on punishing failure. In fact, it's a little school of thought called appreciative inquiry, and it's definitely something that governments should subscribe to. Successful corporations do. And failures should be looked at as opportunities to learn how to avoid them in the future. We should be curious about people, about how public policy creates poverty, which can create youth crime, which can then systemically indoctrinate a young person into a life locked up to never have been normal for, or free existence, whilst policymakers skip off into the sunset with their pension check in hand to boot, for example. Not saying that's ever happened. Wink. I want KPI-based goals of improving the quality of life for citizens and residents to be what determines if a politician stays or goes, gets a raise or a decrease in salary, gets a pension or a kick in the pants. If you've been listening to Tessie Time, where I feel I speak my mind, then, you know, I'm open to you speaking your mind too. Feel free to comment below, DM me at Jessica Vibes, speak your mind. Do you agree with what I've said? Should we be calling for KPI-based performance, you know, have performance indicators based on quality of life? Should we be enforcing this? I think we should. I think we should be calling for it. And now we're going to go back to our regular programming. Today's topic, anxious about anxiety, 20 remedies to help you chillax. So what is anxiety and why do we experience it?
Okay? Think about that as I take a sip of water. Anxiety is the state of extreme worry, fear, and panic that some people, myself included, feel for a few minutes or some people feel for most of the day. Well, I've had both. I think it depends on the situation, okay? Even trivial situations or the anticipation of a situation that may not have even happened, may never happened, will trigger these feelings in someone with severe anxiety. I have lived with this experience for as long as I can remember, and managing it is an important part of seeing clearly in life, connecting with myself, serving my purpose on this earth, and nurturing and growing quality relationships. When you have anxiety, it can be easy to shut everyone out. But for me, anxiety is like a hungry beast. The more you feed it, the hungrier it gets. It's insatiable. And so I'm at the point, at some point, it's insatiable. So at some point, it will eat you alive or you're going to figure out how to take control. Now, before I go further, let me be clear. I am no mental health expert. I'm not a doctor. And this is not medical advice. But... I do have some lived experiences, okay? And I have experiences working with others. So that's really where my perspective comes from, right? But I'm not a doctor. So seek medical advice if you have anxiety and if you need support. Today's discussion and suggestions are based on my own lived experiences, what's worked for me, and research I conducted. If you feel that you may be struggling with anxiety, please speak to a medical professional as they, not I, are best equipped to assist you in terms of what solutions may be best for your particular circumstance and for you. Okay? Anxiety. Cautious friend or boogeyman? I went from being ruled by my anxiety to being cured, curious about it. Like, I built a relationship with my anxiety. When it shows up, I say, oh, there you are. What's going on? Is something bothering you? Anxiety can often be so uncomfortable that it is the first thing you, but the first thing you want to do is basically shut it up. It makes you panic. It makes you stressed. It can make you irrational and desperate in attempts to just end this horrid feeling. But at the end of the day, It is just a feeling, and like all feelings, it is likely that they are trying to tell us something. So, what I like to do is pause and listen now, right? What is my anxiety trying to tell me? Once I understand what my anxiety is trying to communicate, then I can validate it and respond accordingly or for example, you know, um, a, an example of validating it. It's icy outside, don't drive. I'm anxious, I don't want to go outside, it's icy, I don't want to drive. I think that that's valid. Or I can invalidate it. It's a beautiful sunny day. I shouldn't go outside and drive. I might slip on some ice. Mm, probably not valid, 
since there's no ice outside, right? When you kind of go through that process, you can right there disarm your anxiety with just simple reality. But you need to pause and understand what it's saying to you in order to do that. You, you know, try not to react with anxiety about your anxiety, right? Hence the title of today's podcast, Anxious About Anxiety. Uh, We don't want to create more, right? This dialogue with my anxiety changes it from a scary monster to a somewhat concerned friend who sometimes has a point and sometimes doesn't. And that's something I can deal with. And it's a lot better than the former. So why do we have anxiety? There are many, many, many possible reasons, which makes sense because maybe that's why so many, many, many of us have anxiety. All right. There are many possible reasons you might experience anxiety. For example, during the height of COVID-19 pandemic, many people who never experienced anxiety before found themselves feeling uneasy and you know what? Reasonably so. However, Even before the pandemic, a lot of us had this pesky cloud of fear and doubt that we just could not shake. And we still do. For some reasons, this may be occurring. So what are some of those reasons? Genetics. Yep. Genetics. Thanks, mom, dad. You didn't raise me, but boy, I appreciate you passing on your anxiety genes. Wow. Love it. Learned behavior. Remember my grandma? The anxious, panicked, agoraphobic who made me check the door and stove a hundred times before we went anywhere. And then after we arrived at our destination said, I hope the stove isn't on. I don't want the bloody house to burn down. Thanks, grandma. You're an angel, a gem, and also a worrywart. And I am too now, but I'm working on changing that, okay? Chemical disorder in the brain. Environmental factors such as harassment, abuse, violence, rejection, and even the death of a loved one, all of which I personally experienced by the age of four. So as I see the reasons roll out, I see We are three for four where I'm concerned, and I was always well positioned to have anxiety from the start. Knowing this helps me have compassion for myself. It helps me be patient and kind with myself instead of judging myself. It helps me make friends with my anxiety so we can enjoy the world a bit more. I realize anxiety may never fully go away, but if it can be my friend and chill out, if it is a bit more reasonable, then we can get a lot more out of life together. And as I take more risks, live more, challenge anxiety's unfounded assumptions more, anxiety will learn to trust me and not be so loud when I've already listened and decided its concerns are unfounded or unlikely. Not everyone's reason for having anxiety is as extreme as the ones I just said. People can also feel anxiety around life occurrences 
that many of us struggle with, like job stress, financial issues, health scares, relationship issues, housing-related issues, racial discrimination and bias, even seeing somebody being racially discriminated against in the media or in your community can cause a sense of anxiety, peer pressure, being encouraged to do something you know you don't want to do deep down, going against your authentic self can all cause a sense of anxiety. In fact, the mission of Jesse's world and by virtue of that blessed vibes, which you'll learn about, is helping us connect with our inner authentic self and live our experience through that connection with oneself. If we're not authentic or the or the situations we're in don't allow us to truly be who we are, that can cause a real sense of anxiety, okay? Anxiety can range from mild discomfort to debilitating worry that will have you in bed all day or for even days at a time. Also, the reason for anxiety may not be clear to you. It can just kind of show up as a general discomfort and not let you know why you're uncomfortable or what the specific reason is. And so this is why I've kind of developed for myself a three-prong approach that I think helps me best. And I don't know, if you try it, it might help you too. My three-pronged approach to managing anxiety, one, take note when you feel it. Even say it to others, okay? Don't get put off by it. So like, if I feel anxiety in a public place and that starts to display, let's say, and maybe I'm, I'm handling a situation slightly irritated or even with a loved one. I'll say, sorry, I'm dealing with anxiety right now. It's not you, it's me. So I disarm the situation by acknowledging that it's here. I have anxiety. It's present. It's showing up right now. Hi, anxiety, old friend. How are you today? And if the other person is sensing my anxiety, because we Remember, vibes, Jessica vibes. I understand vibes travel. So we we feed off each other's vibes more than we do any other form of communication, right? So even though I could say all the right things, have an outward appearance that everything's fine, my energy might still be off. And so I just tell them straight up, I'm suffering from anxiety in the moment or I'm having a panic attack or an anxiety attack and it's not you, it's me. And I have never met a person that didn't understand when I said that. I've never met somebody that said, you know, oh, I don't care. Or that's your, no. They're like, okay, thank you. Because now it's not them. They're not offended. They're not feeling like it's personal. They understand it's me. And I, I understand that too, which allows me to get to number two. Listen and see what anxiety is trying to tell me. So now that I don't have to deal with the person outside of me, because I've told them, and I know that it's here. Hi, hi, old friend. I can listen. Okay, I see you here, anxiety. What is it you're trying to tell me? During the pandemic, it could be, this line's really long, nobody's wearing a mask, and every time I turn on the TV, it says something scary, right? I know not everybody suffered from anxiety during the pandemic. That's good, right? I had some. 
And so then it's like, okay, but you know what? We're on stickers six feet apart, whatever. I don't know if they even worked, right? You have your mask. So anyways, the point is, however you can kind of, again, put it through that filter of, is this founded? So that's number three. Okay, anxiety, why are you here, right? I'm here because you're about to buy a brand new car and you still have to close on your house. Yeah, that's founded. Maybe I should buy this car another time, right? Um, I'm here because, you know, I don't know, right? Maybe, you know, maybe, you know, you're, you're, who knows? I, I really can't come up with an example, but basically something that's unfounded. And then you say, yeah, anxiety, thanks for having my back. I know you're trying to protect me, but you know what? I'm good right now. That's not the case. I'm good. I'm protected. I'm safe. No, no, no. That's not the challenge. I'm safe anxiety, right? All right. And then boom, you've put that to rest. And number four, if anxiety is rooted in a valid practical concern, I can alleviate it by handling the issue at hand. Okay. For example, the anxiety is I don't want to get in trouble for not paying a parking ticket. The easy solution would be pay the parking ticket. However, if it's something like a feeling that says stay home without knowing why, that's a harder one to assess because that may or may not be valid. But if you listen to it every time, you'll become a shut in, closed off from the world. And we don't want that. In fact, that happened to me last night. My son wanted to go out and grab something to eat, but it was kind of late. And I, I'm, I'm not really a night driver. Like I don't love going out in the night and we, we moved to this little town where I noticed like a lot of people like to just kind of randomly walk in the street at night wearing all black. And I just think it's like very strange kind of phenomenon here where I just see like, they'll just cross that at like in the middle of the street where there's no cross light or nothing. They'll be in all black and it's just very, very, very regular around here. And so I, I it makes me cognizant like, man, you know, I don't know if I want to go outside and drive at night because I just stopped doing it for so long. Anyway, we did go because I filtered my anxiety. Nothing's ever happened when I went out at night. Everything's always been good. And um, yeah, there's street lights and we have eyes and we can see and we'll just keep our eyes open and we'll be fine. And I didn't actually see even one person cross the street in all black. Like that did not actually happen. So you have to kind of understand who's boss and like listen, just like you would with a child, right? You're going to listen to the child. We're not going to do everything the child says because sometimes the child isn't being reasonable. Same thing here. Okay. So how do you know if you even have anxiety? Maybe you're like, I think I have it. I'm not sure if I have it. Do I have it? Well, here's some things to consider. If you have anxiety, you can experience almost like an obsessive worry. Okay. You might also feel tense muscles, trembling, numbness or tingling in the arms, hands, legs, sweaty or flush. I don't really feel those things. I do feel some of these other things though. 
a churning feeling in the stomach, definitely nausea, um, headaches, diarrhea, nah, but backaches, arrhythmia or heart palpitations or chest pains, dizzy spells, shortness of breath and more. It can feel like you can't concentrate. Like this thought is overtaking anything else you're trying to enjoy. In fact, it can rob you of beautiful moments with friends or family because you're so preoccupied with this worry that's in your mind. Okay. Um, me being abandoned as a child, I know that like one of those things I, I experienced early on when I started dating was that fear that my partner was going to leave because I'd been left my whole life, right? Like I had gone through that with both parents. And so, yeah, I had to come to a realization that this is what it is. It's not even love. It's just like, I don't want to be left and work through that. And I spent years working through that. I, it's not a mistake that I created Jesse's world. It's not a mistake that I've created something else I'm going to tell you about because I understand that I've been training for this quite literally my entire life. The amount of things I've had to go through and overcome have taught me and I can listen to anxiety very well now, whether it's financial or per, like relationship or, you know, safety outside or whatever thing is, is kind of trying to get my attention. I now see it for what it is. And that alone brings a lot of freedom. Okay. If you're experiencing any of the things I said, check with a doctor. Okay. Cause what makes it worse is if you don't know that you have anxiety, you might think it's something else. And then you have anxiety about that too. Again, hence today's title, anxious about anxiety. So get checked. And then you have one less thing to worry about. For me, finding natural ways to manage my anxiety is very important. Okay. And I promised you at the front of this episode that we're going to review 20 natural ways to relieve anxiety. Try them out. You know, take what you like, leave the rest, see what works for you. I'd love to hear from you. DM me at Jessica Vibes on Instagram. I'd love to hear from you and I'd love to hear, or you could even comment on Blessed Vibes. I'll tell you more about it um, below the article that comes out later on about this episode. But um, I'd love to hear about, you know, if if any of these worked for you, which ones worked and, and all of that. Okay, natural ways to relieve anxiety. Here are just a few ways to help reduce your anxiety naturally. One, and I'm pretty sure you knew I was going to say this if you've been tuning into my podcast. I say it almost every episode. Breathe in through the nose. Hold out through kissing lips. This calms your nervous system. Try it now. It's almost like called a box breath. It's in for four. Hold for four. Out for four. Hold for four. And then do it again. And when you're in. Come in through the nose and when you're out, you're out through kissing lips, lips, kisses on the wind. Okay. Yes. This calms your nervous system and gives you the space to think clearly. Number two, be proactive and be organized. If you know you have anxiety, try to organize your life so you are not behind on bills or deadlines or projects. By making it a point to improve your organizational skills, 
and even your decluttering skills in your house. Clean house, clean mind, right? You can reduce the number of triggers that you experience or that you encounter that will set off your anxiety, okay? So just try to be proactive in your organizing and your decluttering and keep a nice, clean, open space and mind. Three, drink water. Like breathing or even paired with deep breathing, actually. Deep, intentional breathing. Intentional drinking water in a meditative state is very important. You can check out the Kanjin King, K-A-N-G-E-N underscore King on Instagram, listed as Osama M, to learn more about pure water options. Bless up yourself, baby brother. I love you. I always remember you. And um, yeah, natural healing runs in the fam. That's my baby bro. So you could check him out on Instagram if you wanted to kind of look into pure water options. But water is a very important part of healing. And if you pair it with breath work, it can be quite powerful. Number five, meditate. Okay. Well, actually four, meditate. Five, yoga. Six, stretch. And um, they're different, but they're similar. I, I try to do all three of those things. Okay, and then definitely number seven, exercise, and eight, lift weights. I've only just started lifting weights. I'm loving it. It is a fantastic way to de-stress. I don't know why I wasn't doing it before. And then you come out feeling stronger. So I like to focus on breath when I'm lifting weights. I like to, I mean, I don't lift too much. I just started, but I like to focus on breath. I like to take note of my wins. I always feel really good, like, oh, you know, like, so the the shoulder press is always the hardest for me. I have pretty weak shoulders for whatever reason, and so I had an accident um a while ago, a car accident that affected my shoulder. I think that might be why, but yeah, the shoulder press, I couldn't do three sets of 12. I could barely do one set of 12, and, and now I could do three, and I'm so happy. So you can take, you know... You can take pleasure in your little wins too. So that's really good. Weightlifting is great for it. Number nine, walking. I'm loving that. I do. I try to do it daily. If I don't get it in daily, I definitely get it in every other day. So that's dope. Fellowship, time with loved ones, right? And so all of these kind of, you, you do a few of them, right? And it's just going to improve quality of life. Like we spoke about in Tessie time, as much as the government is very, very responsible for ensuring an improved quality of life for society. We are responsible for ensuring an improved quality of life for ourselves. There is a lot we can do for ourselves, which is why part of my philosophy is really, and my teachings are really focused on self-empowerment. Sometimes it's really hard to, to move a big clunky system that doesn't work another direction, but you can move yourself another direction quite, not easily, but with intention, it's possible and it's easier than moving an entire institution full of people. Okay. Fellowship with loved ones, right? Getting social sex. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about, yeah, man, it's important and it is a natural stress reliever and it will, if you're doing it right, transport you mentally to another universe and it's important. Okay. Twelve planning your day, right? This helps you focus. 
It lets you know that you're busy and you can't have anxiety right now. You have stuff to do. So you can park your anxiety for later. And then when you go back to it, it, the issue is no longer relevant and you don't necessarily feel it, right? Which brings us to number 13, build a parking lot. Yes, in this situation, putting up a parking lot will help you create paradise. You know that song? Pay paradise, put up a parking lot. Ooh, well, you know what? In this situation, we're going to put up a parking lot and that will create paradise. By parking a situation, you gain the space you need for perspective and critical thinking and for solutions to enter, okay? Your consciousness. This is empowering and incredibly helpful. I definitely suggest it. And you can just do like a a, a mental parking lot that's going over there later, or you can actually get a board or a white paper or something and write like, this is my parking lot. Sorry, can't handle this right now. Putting it on the parking lot and I'll come back to it later. And sometimes something does need a revisit because it is a real pressing issue, but you know you don't have the mental capacity in the moment. You'll go back to that parking lot and you'll handle it when you do. And sometimes the issue already worked itself out before you even got to the parking lot. And that's, you know, wonderful. So build a parking lot, my friends. Number 14, eat healthy. Okay, sugar and Americanos are delicious, yes. But it can cause an increase in anxiety that's just not worth it, right? I said it's not worth it. A moment on the lips, a lifetime in your mind. Put down the brownie. 15, sleep. Yes, man, sleep. I said rest, right? Plan your sleep. Don't just go to sleep. Plan your sleep. Go to bed at a decent hour. If you're having trouble falling asleep or sleeping at night or staying, you know, getting into your REM, then speak to your doctor. You might need a sleep study. You might have sleep apnea. Don't play with your rest. Okay, it improves the quality of your life dramatically. And um, I just feel like the entire process of resting is important for restoring health and vitality. Like when you go to the gym and you try to build muscle, you need to rest to repair it, all of that. You know what I mean? So you can tune in weekly and continue to also build your quality of life here with us and visit us at blessedvibes.com, which is the announcement, announcement by the way, uh, we've launched an entire community I'll tell you more about. Um, and these things will help you improve your life. And although you can do all these things, if you don't get good sleep, it will still hold you back. So you got to do everything in tandem, my friends, everything in tandem. All right. 16, share your feeling with others. Talk to me, baby. Yes. I quoted Tory Lanez. It is important to talk about your feelings, not complain about them. They're very different. In fact, people don't put enough emphasis on not just talking about your feelings, but how you're speaking about your feelings. A conversation about your what you're going through in life or your feelings about it with the end goal of resolving it, working it out, finding clarity, perspective, a new direction is incredibly therapeutic and helpful. However, that exact same topic, that exact same situation, speaking to the exact same person, okay, can be entirely 
detrimental and disastrous, quite frankly, to your relationship over time. It could erode it, but also to yourself, right? If you are, instead of talking for the purpose of finding wisdom solutions, you know, making peace with, you're doing it to complain, to gossip, to basically bitch about somebody that's not helping anyone. It's wasting your time and it's wasting the time of the listener. You just want to reinforce how horrible this other person is or how whatever you just want to cuss. Basically, I have I have experienced a lot of friends in my life who just love to cuss. They love to cuss, but they don't want a solution. And I'm a solution finder. So I'll be like, okay, well, let's look at this from a critical perspective. What are the solutions to the issue? And they don't want it. They don't want it. If you take away that issue by finding a solution, what they won't have anything to cuss about. They actually want something to cuss about. I realize that because they'll rebuke any solution you bring forth. So you got to mind your how much you are around that because that, that can be very soul-sucking, right? Especially for a solution finder. But also um, ask yourself why you don't want solutions if, if that's you, right? And is it fair to go and, and put that on people? just for, just to use up their time. Time is very, very, very precious, right? And as I grow in life, I value my time more and more. And I'm happy to help people find solutions. That's what I do with Jesse's World. That's what I'm doing at Blessed Vibes. That's literally my career. I've been helping people find solutions for decades. That's, I'm happy to do it. I love it. It's, it's, it's my calling. But if you don't want a solution, I can't, I can't do anything about that. That's a you thing. So yeah, not only share your feeling with others, but do it from a perspective of wanting to get something off your chest, work it out, look at it, learn from it, grow from it and become a better person. Because literally that is what the entire platform I'm building is about being our best selves. If you're not coming into it with that, then don't waste someone else's time. Uh, okay. 17. Listen to music. Yes, man. Lively up yourself. Music helps change your mood and your mindset. So don't put on sad songs, all right? Put on songs that give you that boost or that feeling of that dose of serotonin you're looking for. It's like literally calorie free, drug free, dopamine, just total natural, healthy pick me up. Okay. Have a playlist that like this is actually a really good, um, idea. I think I might have to do this for myself. I just, I, I off the dome. Okay. Have a playlist that, you know, when I'm starting to feel anxiety or stress, this play playlist soothes me. This playlist amps me up. This playlist takes my mind off of it. Maybe you have a couple, maybe you have one that's all classical or, or, um, you know, that's opera or that's, you know, just some nice R and B. Like it just puts you in an energy of, I'm calm. I feel like meditative. I feel chilled out. And then maybe, or even sounds, if that's the case, like bird sounds, ocean sounds, that does it too, right? I like the sound of like a thunderstorm. I hate being out in one, but I love the sound of it. It helps me sleep, right? Or water, water running like a shower or yeah. Or it could be like this song hypes me up. I don't want to get up in the morning. Well, I put on my playlist. I'm ready to go to work. I'm ready to work out. I have a different perspective on life. Music is so powerful and transformative. And I don't mix the worlds often, but I also am building a music platform, guys. 
to help independent artists. That's how much I love music and the power of music. It's so, so amazing. So use that power in your life. Use it for good. With great power comes great responsibility. Use it for good. 18. Take care of your health. A healthy body and a healthy mind go together. When you're mindful about what you put in your body, how you treat your body, you give yourself love and care and respect that you need to feel good about you. You um, naturally, without even intentionally doing it, reduce anxiety in your life, increase serotonin in your life, increase those happy thoughts. Are will be more likely to pay attention if you do have anxiety because you love yourself and you go, hold on, I don't want to feel like this. And so it's just good all around. And then you don't have those issues around anxiety about your health, which I've had health issues in my life and it's not something you want to have in your life or be anxious about. So all types of reasons for number 18. Okay, we're on to 19. Listen to sleep meditation at night. Okay, I'm going to do a meditation at the end of this um, episode and I'm actually dropping some audio meditations um, on Blessed Vibes. So it, I listen to one every night. Okay. Pour good thoughts into you all night long. I do this. If not every night, most nights. Okay. It's a great way to counter negative self-talk, worry, doubt. I know that I've had, you know, a lot to overcome in my life. So listening to very positive affirmations and, um, calming guided meditations, really helps me pour into myself and combat some of those other negative experiences or thoughts or messages I've received. Um, and, and finally 20, right? Find a healthy hobby, right? Say no to drugs, no to alcohol, say yes to swimming or golfing or hiking in nature, being in nature, spending time in nature is actually incredibly powerful. Okay. Or some other healthy hobby that will take your mind off your worries and have you feeling on top of the world. Okay. Those are your 20 natural remedies. Okay. Each person's journey with anxiety is different, but the important thing is that you are actively seeking answers. If you're still here tuned in, you're part of the solution. And I'm so sincerely, deeply proud of you for that. Okay. You don't have to be a prisoner to your anxiety. As you work to demystify this not so understood feeling, you will learn that you are the per- you are a person having a feeling. You don't have anxiety. You're experiencing anxiety. And I understand the more you experience it, the more you feel like you have it. But if you see yourself separate from anxiety, it's your old friend over there that shows up. It's not you. Then you can start to gain control. Okay. You are experiencing anxiety. This means that as you embark on a quest to understand your unique experience with anxiety, you could reduce and maybe one day eliminate it altogether. And isn't that an amazing thing to look forward to? All right, guys, as always, it's big boss moves time. 
and we are going to briefly visit the conversation or the topic of anxiety and business, okay? And I guess there's one important message here. Well, there's a couple, right? But number one, bosses have anxiety too. Quote, bosses have anxiety too. End quote, Jessica Vibes. Anxiety in business can hit different and it can be layered on top of all the other forms of anxiety that we just discussed. In fact, a lot of CEOs have come out during the pandemic talking about how difficult managing anxiety when you're a peak performer, a leader, a top executive is because you have an entire team of people, company of people, 10 people, 10,000 people looking toward you for, and you know, you have to present calm. You know, you have to present positive future. You know, you have to present every little thing is going to be all right. Don't worry about a thing. La 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 la. Right? Bob Marley, you know, you have to do that. And inside, you're terrified. Inside, you're freaking out. Inside, you're Henny Penny. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. Fam, that is not an easy road. Many see the glamour and the glitter and them think a better rose. Missy, who feels in those? La, 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 la. Big up Buju Banton, my favorite reggae artist of all time. I love you. I love you, love you, love you like cooked food, Buju. All right. So, darn, man, it ain't easy. It ain't easy. Bosses have anxiety too, okay? All right. As a CEO and executive consultant, I'm often the one people come to for answers. And the truth is I often have those answers. But anxiety is not, it's not a comment on someone's skill or knowledge or ability. It's just something people tend to deal with in silence, especially when they're bosses. Popular artist Koi Ray breaks the silence about anxiety that young ambitious people face with her lyrics from her song, Anxiety. I actually love her song, Anxiety. Check it out if you know. I, I'm not, she doesn't sponsor this podcast. I just love the song. Um, but the lyrics, you know, there's a, there's a snip that goes, I've been going through it. Yeah. Got my mind racing and they're going to face it. I'm destined for greatness. Yeah. I'm in first place and they're trying to take it. Yeah. And Hey, I've been there. I've been that girl in first place and have to deal with people gunning for you. Um, and you're, you're just like, what me? I just want everybody to win. Why me? right? But there's a lot of different nuances to anxiety and where it can come from. And um, back to that 18 to 39, right? Quayla Ray's very young and she's showing us she has so much anxiety that she wrote a whole song about it. And so many people have it too, that she's a very popular artist. So this is serious, guys. It's something that needs attention, but leaders face it too. Okay. The truth is, We often think of anxiety as something that shows up when you're down on your luck, okay? But for some some of the most successful people in the world, cope with anxiety. And it's important to know that because that means that even if you're dealing with anxiety, 
it does not mean that it will hold you back from success. If you don't feel like you've achieved your greatest level of success and you're still working on it, which we're all a work in progress here, so you're in good company, um, anxiety won't be the reason you don't achieve it. In fact, singer Adele opened up about her anxiety attacks, okay? She said, I think, I just think that nothing has ever gone horrifically wrong. Also, when I get nervous, I try to bust jokes. It work, It does work, okay? So I love Adele. I love that quote. Um, I used her quote. Thank you, Adele. I used her quote yesterday when I was thinking I didn't want to go out at night. I thought nothing's ever gone horrifically wrong, right? And busting jokes works for me in every situation. One thing I love about both sides of my family, Jamaican and Canadian, is that they love bust jokes. Every side of my family loves jokes and it is a beautiful way to lighten the mood. So that also can help you with your anxiety. So thank you, Adele. Um, Now that's natural remedy number 21 and 22. Think positive thoughts and make jokes. So you do, you guys just got two bonus um, natural ways to get your anxiety to chillax in the month. All right. Actress, writer, Leah, Lena, Lena Dunham. Okay. On the other hand, she brought us a whole other perspective, right? She says she found freedom by her worst fear coming true. So while Adele's kind of like, what are the chances? And my, even my grandmother to quote her, you know, 99% of what we worry about never becomes true. And the 1% that does, we didn't prevent it by worrying. Powerful, right? So, um, yes, actress, writer, Lena Dunham said it gets easier, right? When speaking about anxiety, she said it gets easier. My fears came true. People called me fat and hideous and I lived and now I just keep living, right? So sometimes even if what we're worried about does happen, we learn about our capacity to deal with it, our ability to rise to the occasion, our fortitude, our internal strength. There is so much power in knowing and trusting that we can survive even if we do face real difficult realities and in knowing that others survive too. The unique challenge of being a business owner and having anxiety is often your role is to give others confidence in the product, in the situation, in the future. And if your confidence is wavering, it can be difficult to say the least. While understanding others face anxiety too, what are some of the unique solutions that a professional or entrepreneurs can use so that they can remain calm in the storm? Okay, the reality is anxiety is the enemy of progress. And in business, progress is everything. So are you ready for these special tips just for CEOs and big ballers? Then rewind and re-listen to the tips you've already mentioned. Okay, the tips you've already heard because they are the same. The solutions are the same. CEOs, bosses, and ballers, wait for the headline, are human too. Okay, guys, I'm really going to knock your socks off here. 
celebrities are human too. You also need to sleep and eat well and exercise and breathe and laugh and dance and talk it out. You need to treat yourself with some compassion, the same compassion that you would treat others who you knew were suffering from anxiety with. Okay? Being unkind or placing unrealistic expectations on yourself because you're the boss is not going to help you. In fact, it could make your anxiety worse. Almost every episode, I remind my listeners, my peer personal and professional development travelers, my success seekers, okay, that we must fill up our own cup so that it runneth over unto all those around us. Do not deplete yourself and expect top performance. If your bottom line or your KPIs do not suffer from your doing that, your health will. Prioritize your health. Acknowledge your anxiety. Listen to it. What is it telling you? Then get support. Put you first and watch how much capacity you will gain to lead and support your team to greatness. Okay, trust me, you've got this. And that, my friend, is how you make big boss moves. Yeah, how to move forward now. Okay, we know what anxiety is. We have some natural remedies. How do we move forward? Quote, every time you are tempted to act in the same old way, ask yourself, do you want to be a prisoner of the past or a pioneer of the future? Deepak Chopra. Okay? So Deepak Chopra says, every time you are tempted to act in the same old way, Ask yourself, do you want to be a prisoner of the past or a pioneer of the future? Wow, what a brave, amazing, like if you really look into that quote, it's so deep. I definitely don't want to be a prisoner of my past. I've explained some of my past. I've disclosed. I just kind of weave it through content so that people get an entire sense of who I am because I'm asking to let me into your life to help you, help you improve your life. And I'm very clear about where I've come from how hard I've had to work on my life and how hard I'm still working on my life. I'm nowhere near perfect. I'm a work in progress. I don't have all my dreams true yet. I'm still working on it. I have some of them. I don't have them all and that's okay. We are progress. We are not perfection, but I absolutely never want to be a prisoner of my past. I a hundred percent want to be brave and voyage forward and be a pioneer of a future that I decide and I design. And essentially, that's what we're doing here. We're stating what we want. We're connecting with our inner self, finding our calling, and we are pioneering our future, guys. It's very powerful. This is where we head forward. And when you got a mission in hand, anxiety learns how to take a backseat. Okay? If you have unresolved anxiety, perhaps doing something different will help you find relief. Try the 22 suggestions outlined in this episode. Also consider speaking with your doctor. I told you we had a big announcement coming and I kind of gave you some 
little hints along the way or just kind of told you. Okay. And now it's time. We are launching a community for people who want to improve their lives and build their businesses. We are near launch guys. And you listeners are the first I am telling because you are my family. You tune in every week and the week after that and the week after that. And next week will be episode 30. And I told myself and I said, when I hit 30, I will have a home for my fellow authentic self-improvement success seekers to join, collaborate, learn, and grow together with me. So I'm excited to tell you first, as the community grows, we have very exciting things that will be made available to you. So head over to blessedvibes.com. We're in our infancy. It is literally our first launch, but make a home there and watch it transform your life. Also, if you want to read these 22 suggestions that we outlined today in this episode to reinforce them, to be able to go back and bookmark and say, yeah, this is something I want to do regularly. Check out blessedvibes.com because every week we are now posting articles from our podcast that help you summarize and carry with you the most important lessons. It's a great way to reinforce the lessons learned here and continue to build and work on yourself. And now it's time for gods and goddesses. Okay, and in the spirit of today's topic, I want to take you through a relaxing guided meditation that will help you reduce stress and anxiety and calm your nervous system. As always, we will begin with some deep breathing in through the nose. Feel your belly rise. And out through kissing lips. And fall. In through the nose. Hold. And out through kissing lips. Continue to breathe as you move your body into a comfortable position. This is your time to relax. This is your coffee and muffin or coffee and chocolate bar, whatever you like, tea. This is your natural and healthy way to give you a gift. In through the nose, out through kissing lips. It is your special moment, the gift of time, just for you and breathing in through the nose hold and out through lips as you listen to my voice you are becoming more and more relaxed in through your nose and out through your lips And as you continue to breathe, 
you visualize healing energy entering your body when you breathe in through your nose and you feel any negativity, any negative energy, any worries, leave your body as you exhale out through your lips. As I count down, you will fall deeper and deeper into a relaxed state, focusing only on this moment right now. 10. You feel your muscles relax. Mm, it feels so good. 9. Your breath is comforting you as you breathe in. You feel calm, healing, tranquility. 8. And you exhale any pain, stress, worry, or anxious thoughts. Blow them away. Blow them out through your pierced lips and let them float away. Inhale, seven. You feel a sense of calm all around you. Six, you visualize a white light covering you and protecting you. Five, you are safe. Four, you are loved. Three, you feel completely relaxed and calm. Two, you are grateful for this moment. One, right now, feels so good. You are free. And as you continue to breathe in and out, in and out, you feel a beautiful, comforting sense of calm in, out, like a fresh, warm blanket right out of the dryer, wrapped around you, giving you a hug. You are safe. You are happy. Breathing in. You have peace within. Exhaling. Your mind goes blank. As you continue to breathe in through the nose. Out through kissing lips. You enjoy taking a pause just for you.
you enjoy the comforting sound of quiet all around you. And you feel good about the moment you have taken for yourself. Just breathe in and out. In and out. You are safe and secure. In through the nose. You are safe out through the lips and secure. With each breath, you feel confidence grow. With each breath, you feel your confidence grow. And as you get more comfortable, you feel your body, your legs, arms, Relax, chest and belly rise and fall with breath. You give thanks for this beautiful body that serves you, allows you to experience earth in a unique way. You give thanks for your life. And as you relax, you see yourself outside on a beautiful day, in through the nose, out through the lips. The weather is exactly as you like, as if this day was designed just for you. And as you observe yourself enjoying this day, you see yourself in your mind's eye, meeting all your favorite things along the way, in through the nose, out through pierced lips. Maybe you see a cute bunny sitting in the distance, wiggling its nose, or a beautiful butterfly floating by, sharing the same beautiful day you are. The images you see give you comfort and let you know you are in a good place. A safe place. You are happy and safe and blessed. As you breathe in, you imagine all the images that make you feel safe and happy and blessed. You feel love inside. You feel loved by the universe around you. Love is everywhere. And as you are protected by a bright light that surrounds you, you move freely, 
confidently through your day, in through the nose, out through pierced lips, and now, as I count back, you will come back into the current moment. Ten, nine, eight, maintaining your breath in and out. Seven, six, five, in, four, three, and out. Two, one, in, and out. And as you return to your present moment, you feel a sense of calm that will stay with you all day. And as you enjoy your day and evening, days and evenings, you will continue to be surrounded by your protective white light designed just for you to keep you safe and calm and confident all day long. You are loved. You are appreciated. You are unique and amazing. You are blessed. How do you feel? Did you enjoy that meditation? Did it put your mind at rest? And did it help you achieve a level of calm? Come back regularly and listen again. I will be releasing some guided meditations, affirmations, and gratitude audios on their own. And that will be released on Blessed Vibes Dot com. I may even cl- include some ASMR as I have received a lot of feedback on the one I recorded for Trudell the Comic God's new comic book, Blood Issue 2. I am proud of you for tuning in to another great episode, My Gods and Goddesses. Please join me in my mission to share love and light all day long, and always, always stay in a state of blessed vibes. As we wrap up, I want to remind you to follow me on Instagram at Jessica Vibes. You can also follow Blessed Vibes on Instagram, blessedvibes.com actually, on Instagram, and also go to blessedvibes.com. Check us out in our infancy and be a part of the growth as we grow your family.
Follow this podcast on Instagram at Jesse's World. Remember, tune in every week. There are new episodes every Sunday. And you can catch me on IG Live at Jessica Vibes every Sunday evening, hosting a chat about the topics that we discovered or that we covered on that week. Well, really, we discover and cover it, don't we? When you tune in and you participate regularly, you are investing in a better you. I will end today with my favorite proverb. It has given me so much comfort over the years as I continue to learn and grow and develop myself. And honestly, I hope it will give you comfort today too. It is literally, if I was ever to get a tattoo, it, it would, would probably be my son's name. And then the second one would be this. Just when the caterpillar thought the world was ending, he turned into a butterfly. And that, folks, is my favorite proverb of all times. Remember to like, subscribe, share, and continue becoming your best self. I'm Jessica Vibes with a Z, and you've been listening to Jesse's World.